0: What's up, guys? Chris Harry with you on a brand new episode of Chargers Weekly. I'm pumped for this one. A little later, we're going to have Duke co-defensive coordinator Ben Albert talking about Chris Rump II. But first, another Duke. Duke Mannyweather, OL Masterminds. What do we got? StrikeLeverageDriveFinish.com. I just saw the website up, Duke. How you doing, man? Doing well, Chris.
1: Glad to be back. Uh, Time flies. Um, seemed like we were just talking last week, but I guess it's been over a month now.
0: It's been over a month. And that conversation we had was through a film room. You were breaking down some of the free agents that the Chargers acquired Corey Lindsley, Ode Ibushi, Matt Filer. We briefly touched on Rashawn Slater, but I think after we taped that, you and I had the conversation that there was no way Rashawn Slater was getting outside the top 10 to the Chargers. Uh, the year before, the Chargers stuck at six, got Justin Herbert. They stuck at thirteen, and a lot of people think they got maybe the best tackle in the draft.
1: Yeah, absolutely. We did have that conversation. Um, spoke to actually a numerous of teams that were picking at it, you know, below ten, and they're like, "There's no shot that we have a opportunity to get Rashawn." Uh, but there was a few trades that happened. Some um, draft slotting slid down, and all of all of a sudden, boom. He's available right there at 13. Uh, And I think that having him available at 13 on the board, you kind of just knew that was going to be the pick. Um, Chargers went really heavy in free agency to upgrade that O-line like we highlighted in our previous film room with uh, Filer, with Lindsley, and with Obushi. And so it's kind of a cherry on the top, getting a very young, talented uh, plug in play, so to speak, left tackle. Um, And Rashawn Slater.
0: When I spoke to Rashawn right after he was drafted, one of the first things I referenced to him was that tweet that you put out uh, right after he was selected. And it said, we started this journey back in September, 242 days, 200 plus workouts, 35 weeks, eight months. Uh, When you were sitting there watching the draft and you saw him get selected after all of that hard work, what was your reaction? What were you feeling, Duke?
1: Uh, I cried, honestly, I cried and I get emotional with things like that because people are realizing their dreams at that point. You know, it's something that a lot of these guys have put so much time and I wanted to chronicalize, you know, kind of the, the time frame in which Rashawn has spent down here and the work that he put in, um, to really add context and perspective. Now that was just the last eight months leading up to the draft for him to be selected in the first round but uh it's really a body of work that starts back in high school and then college and all those workouts and every step along the way so I was really emotional about it I get emotional about the Super Bowl every year doesn't matter who wins um it's just it's uh I have a term at the end of our workouts and it's finito. that means it's, it's over um and so there there's something special about the finalization of Really realizing your dreams and all the hard work that you've done. I think draft night is really the first event to kind of check off the box for these guys becoming professionals. And then, of course, every year the Super Bowl doesn't matter. Um, so it was really cool to see. Um, I know there was probably, I was nervous, um, as I'm sure Rashawn was. I don't think we expected him to get out the top 10 like we talked about, but just kind of how the board fell with some of the quarterbacks. And then, you know, many people thought that Dallas potentially was going to grab him. Um, yeah. They didn't pass on Micah Farson. Um, But, yeah, I think the Chargers really got a really great addition.
0: How is he going to fit in this offensive line room? Um, I know a lot of Chargers fans that are watching this or listening to this Watch your film room, breaking down Lindsley and Filer and Abushi, a guy you worked with. Um, you bring him into this offensive line room, and it's about fit. It's about situation. Uh, he's got a lot of veterans in there that he can lean on early on.
1: We talk, we talk about the importance of leaning on veterans so much, and there's a lot of young guys, unfortunately, and this is one of the things that I explained to Rashawn. When you're getting drafted in the top five or sometime the top ten, the teams and the rooms that you go to, they're dependent on you right now, and they're dependent on you to be the guy. And a lot of times, those situations mean that there aren't established veterans in there to lean on. He's got a lot of experience on that starting offensive line. Brian Balaga, yeah. when he's one of the best right tackles in the league. Bushi has played a lot of football in a lot of different places um, and just constant professional and the guy that is a hired gun every single year and just goes out there and does his job and does it with authority and with that grit that we talked about in the film room, Uh, the consistency of Corey Lindsley, like we bought up um, into the film room as well, you know, really kind of the brains on the O line, so to speak, in terms of directing and pointing protections and things of that nature has played with a lot of played a lot of football with arguably uh, one of the best quarterbacks, um, of our time. Uh, Matt Filer, same thing. He's played a lot of football at right tackle and at left guard with arguably one of the best quarterbacks of, of, of our time and Ben Roethlisberger. So when you factor in somebody who is as serious, cerebral, and just clear on who they are as Rashawn, and you put them into an environment where they've got a strong veteran room, I'm really excited about his development. And, uh, and also, I think it's something special to be said that now you've got a second year franchise quarterback who showed you who the heck he's going to be. Now yeah. you've got the franchise left tackle. They're going to grow and develop together. So that's really going to be special for, for the charges.
0: It was fun for me to watch you and Jeff Schwartz do the, the big boys club on Fox, man. And I, I watched the, the Rashawn Slater uh, segment. And I, I suggest Chargers fans do the same. If you haven't already, uh, one of the things you said to, to Jeff, when just describing Rashawn was consistency. What makes Rashawn so consistent?
1: Again, I use the word clear a lot. He's very clear on who he is, his areas of strengths, and he always wants to play into his areas of strengths while working on areas for improvement. I'm a true believer that for development and then also elite performers, they don't per se dwell on what they're not good at. You know, what they do is they try to find their very, strength wheelhouse and wheel that and develop and mold that in to really cover up areas for improvement. So I think what Rashawn already has a leg up on what a lot of rookies are is he's around a lot of veterans out here training, but he understands who he is. He understands what he needed to clean up um, to even get to this point, which we've already addressed. And so um, I'm really excited that you know, you you know what you're going to get with him. He's the same person every single day. And again, I think I kind of told the story um, on the Big Boys Club, which you can now find on YouTube. Um, you expect a young man, Rashawn's situation, so much uncertainty with the season. Um, his team is starting to have success. He's away from home. You know, you can kind of sense moods changing, and you kind of sense when, you know, you need to reengage. He needs to bow back. It was never like that with Rashawn. Rashawn, used the term clear, came in every single day, worked his tail off, and if anything, we had to dial him back a little bit when we were like, hey, listen, this is going to be a little less intense, more mental side, and, and, of course, he wants to always pick up the tempo. So that consistency and competitive nature and just the consistency with bringing his lunch pail and his toolbox every single day, ready to work, asking the right questions. Um, he's always picking Teron Armstead's brain. Makai Becton's brain, uh, Cam Robinson's brain, uh, you know, just trying to get as much and aggregate as much information as possible.
0: Duke, he had the film. He had the tape. He chose to opt out of 2020 and work with you. Those 242 days from when you started working with him to when he got drafted, in what areas did you see improvement uh, for a guy that's obviously taking that, that big leap to the NFL now?
1: Well, the very first thing after about five or six weeks is we start to notice a tremendous change in his body. He went from being a a big guy, 310, you know, had some size and some muscle, clearly strong as hell. But then he started to fill out and start to get really muscular and start to get really lean. And that body fat percentage went down into the teens while still holding on to 312, 315. So the body, the body started to change getting lean, the body is meant to perform optimally in its leanest state. So we checked that box within the first six to eight weeks. And then what we really did is we don't give a crap about your good film. Everybody talked about the chase Young film. Everybody talked about the two years of chase Young film from when he played right yeah. tackle. Know about that. That's what catapult him to be, even be in the conversation, the top pick. but it's also just a piece because when you turn on the rest of his film, still check the boxes all across the board with the technique but what we wanted to do is we wanted to go in and say all right what do we need to improve on and why do we need to improve on it so we identified the what and the why and that's what we really attacked and so it was some small technique things that we identified earlier on that we need to improve uh, that are now probably going to be areas of strength for him Um, As we talked about when developing these guys, we don't want to dwell on what they can't do. We want to dwell on what they can do and mold, mold that in to be able to cover some of those things up or improve those areas.
0: You know, Duke, one of the things that that struck me when I spoke with Rashawn Thursday night was just a very cool confidence about him. And one of the things he's, he said was iron sharpens iron. When I said, you know, you got Joey Bosa that you get to go up against in practice on a day-to-day basis. I mean, to not only have vets in the offensive line room, but to have a guy like Joey Bosa coming at you with the way he he uses his hands, he's a technician, Uh, Rashad considers himself a technician. I mean, how how much is that going to help him entering, you know, week one of the 2021 NFL season?
1: I cannot reiterate this enough. Though, again, we thought he was going to go on the top 10. Going to number 13 to the Chargers is, is probably the best thing that will happen for his development in a career because of all the things you just spoke about. Iron, sharpening iron in the O-line room, and then every day on the field going against BOSA, you know? I think that is a highly underrated aspect of development, but think about all those resources that you have that are now going to allow you to flourish, all right? Confidence is the story we repeatedly tell ourselves. So you talked about how confident and that cool, calm and collectiveness that Rashawn has. And really what it is, is that self-talk that reverts back to him doing the work. He's very confident in who he is. He's clear on who he is. He knows he's done the work and he knows he's going to continue to do the work. So when we talk about that cool, calm and collectedness, you factor in that veteran room and you factor in one of the best rushes, in the game right now, you got to be excited about the the development curve that you're going to see Rashawn have. And again, that pick number thirteen has improved to be a tremendous landing spot.
0: He's excited about protecting Justin Herbert too. Every time you mentioned the name Justin Herbert, his eyes lit up, and he said, "Yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to take care of the franchise quarterback."
1: Yeah, again, um, as I, s- I talked about how consistent he was with, in terms of preparation and just being the same guy, um, I kind of lied a little bit because this week I saw even bigger pep in the step, you know, mm-hmm. not to say that I'm ever holding back, but there was like a refocused motivation, so to speak, coming in this week knowing, you know, um, really clear that, hey, I'm going to be this team's left tackle. I'm stepping in with a veteran room. I've got a young quarterback. He was really excited, really excited.
0: So, Duke, I want to get you out of here on this. First, uh, what do you have going on? I know the, the draft happens. The work doesn't stop. So what do you have going on, A, during the summer? And then you got to tell me about drivefinish.com because I noticed the merch. I, I see you have it on, and you said it's going off the shelves.
1: Man, yeah, we've done uh, – we launched uh, drivefinish.com back in November, um, kind of in unison with our O-line mastermind piece that was – highlighted on NFL Network and NFL Films. Um, and it's done really well um, consistently. Um, everybody loves the quality of the merchandise. There's a lot of different options, all sizes. Uh, we just added a women's Nike crew crop top on there. Nice. Uh, there's You can get your big boy club uh, t-shirt on there. But it's just it's tremendous quality. Um, pretty much me and a couple of other people do everything for it. So <laughs> I think it always shocks people still that – when they have a question about something on the site, I'm the guy that replies and they're, Oh, it's it you. All. Yeah, I do it all. Um, which is challenging these days recovering from double knee surgery, but um, it's definitely, it's definitely uh, been a really good thing. I urge you guys to go uh, check out strike leverage dry And then as far as this summer, we've got o masterminds coming up, uh, fourth annual summit um, in July, um, continue to be on the lookout for more big boy club content um, that will potentially be on Fox, uh, Fox sports, but will also be on all their social media outlets. So YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, I mean, it's just tremendous content. I mean, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to get this level of content anywhere else and it's for free. So definitely check out all the big boys club content. I mean, we really peeled back the curtain, and all you're really seeing is what we do every single day. There's nothing glitz or glamor about, you know, the production of it in terms of like staged. I mean, you're getting a really authentic deep dive in a day in the life. So that's really cool. Uh, We've got the final five Academy coming up. And that'll be here in Frisco, Texas, the Final Five Academy. If you go to FinalFiveLineman.com, and that is for high school O-linemen and coaches. Uh, We we love to have coaches involved in that. It's almost like a mini O-line mastermind, but at the high school level, um, there will be limited spots. But FinalFiveLineman.com, you can check that out. Um, And, of course, all the social media stuff. So, Chris. The drive is over, but the work continues always. <laughs> the
0: work never stops, dude. I can't tell you how much of a treat it's been to to have you a part of doing our film rooms and giving us over Rashawn the last couple of months, man. It's been awesome, awesome insight. Uh, you're the best. Uh, next step, we got to see you in L.A. at SoFi Stadium at some point. We got to make that happen.
1: So we we joked and we teased about that as we broke um, our film room last time. But now, I mean, it's pretty evident that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be around. It's real. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to be around. I'm it's gonna real. Be around. My parents are happy about that, them still being Southern California based. Um, so we'll see you soon.
0: Next stop, we'll do this in person. Duke Manny Weatherman, uh, thank you. Uh, continue to get better in your recovery, and uh, we'll see you in the fall.
1: Chris, we'll see you soon. Talk sooner.
0: On the fourth round, number 118 overall, the Chargers selected defensive end Chris Rump the second. My next guest is Duke co defensive coordinator Ben Albert, who tells us much more about the two time All ACC selection. Why don't you do this? Take me back to last Saturday when you were watching the draft and, and Chris got selected.
2: Well, it was a very exciting time for everyone here at Duke. Uh, you know, Chris has worked really hard. Um, you know, over the years to get to where he is right now. And we're all excited for him, uh, excited for his family and everyone that uh, has had a part in his development over the
0: years here at Duke. Coach Albert, what are the charges getting in Chris as a a player and a person? Well, first of all, as a person,
2: you're getting a first-class young man who's going to be the face of the organization. He's going to be a tremendous teammate, He's going to be a tremendous leader. He's going to be someone that's going to be early and he's going to stay late. He's going to do everything he can to maximize himself uh, as a football player. And, uh, you know, you're getting someone, someone that's going to do whatever it takes to help the organization get to where they want to be, which is to be Super Bowl champions. Um, he's a high quality young man. Uh, his character is beyond reproach. And um, you know he's someone who's going to have, in my opinion, a long, fruitful uh, career in the NFL.
0: Coach, I, I look at the last two years, all ACC selection. That jump from 2018 to 2019. What did you notice about Chris's game that allowed him to kind of take that leap and to be one of the best defensive players in the ACC? Well,
2: the one thing that that he did a tremendous job. Uh, in that period for us was uh, during the off season, really, really getting to, to understand exactly what we wanted to do with him. And, and if you watch our film, you'll notice that we we put him in a lot of different places. We tried to take advantage of different things that we saw in our analysis uh, of, of, of uh, our opponents. And Chris did a tremendous job off the field in terms of, learning the defenses, uh, having a good, solid understanding of exactly what we wanted him to do, and uh, he did a tremendous job when we put him in those scenarios to win those one-on-one situations that we created, and that's what it's all about.
0: Absolutely, and you know, it's. I think I told him this when he was drafted. It's not about where you're drafted. It's all about the situation in which you're drafted into. And you talk about this defense with head coach Brandon Staley, who has had a track record of success with guys like Khalil Mack and Bradley Chubb and and Von Miller, and then guys like Joey Bosa in that edge room. Um, Just the fit. What do you think of the fit for Chris Rumpf? I think
2: it's a great fit. You know, he's a, he's a, you know, a Swiss army knife, so to speak. He can do a lot of different things. You know, he has the ability to rush the passer. He's athletic enough to to drop in the coverage. Uh, you know, he, he can do a lot of different things. He's very smart. He's highly competitive. He's very passionate about the sport of football. And, uh, you know, he brings great energy. He's going to make the people around him better. And when you have that kind of a person on the football field or a part of your football team, you know, uh, it's a lot of fun to be around.
0: What do you think it's going to mean for him to to share that room with a guy like Joey Bosa, who's such a technician and has been getting after quarterbacks for a long time in the NFL? Well, I
2: think, uh, you know, Chris is going to learn a great deal from, from you know, uh, all the guys, particularly a guy like Joey Bosa, a guy that works hard, who is uh, someone that spends a great deal of time on his craft, um, you know, Chris is, is very similar that way you know he's going to work hard he's going to do all the things necessary to put himself in a position where he can maximize himself and I think uh you know being around someone uh, a high caliber uh professional uh like uh, you know Joey Bosa is going to be a tremendous experience for Chris and uh I look forward to seeing his development because I do think that uh, there's a great deal of growth that's still out there for him.
0: I was going to say, you know, he's the son of a coach. He obviously has, has done things the right way, but where can he go in, in terms of just scratching the surface at, at the pro level? Um, I imagine that there's still more to his game that needs to be developed.
2: Well, there is still a great deal of growth and a great deal of, of room for development and, in Chris, um, you know, as he continues to to get stronger, um, you know, uh, uh, he's only played football. at least started playing football as a, as a sophomore in high school. You know, and, and uh you know, he was he was a 195 pound kid when we recruited him. The first time I watched him on film, and um, wow. that spring, I went to I went down to uh, to Florida, they, his his high school, Buco's High School had a spring game in Tallahassee and uh, you know, within the first five plays of that spring game, uh, Chris had a TFL, he had a sack, he batted down a pass, um, you know, I mean, so he he immediately made impact and it was the, the exact same thing I saw on the film previously prior to that game, you know, and and uh, you know, football is a game of, uh, of production. You know, when you watch film, you know, a lot of people try to figure out, you know, what is it exactly that you're looking for? You know, plain and simple defensively, we need guys that are going to be playmakers. We call them erasers, you know, and and he's that kind of a player. He's a guy that can erase mistakes of others. And, uh, you know, uh, you know, it may not necessarily be exactly how it's drawn up, but at the end of the day, you can't uh, complain about the results. And that's what it's all about.
0: You know, one of the things that, I've heard a great deal over the last several years here with the Chargers is the Russian cover working together. Someone like Asante Samuel, uh, Derwin James in the secondary. Asante Samuel Jr., coach, is somebody that you saw up close and personal in the ACC. Um, What do you think of Asante Samuel Jr. and his fit with this team alongside Chris?
2: Well, I mean, you know, the game today with all the spread offenses, you need to be able to have people – that can win one-on-one situations Um, here at Duke, we call them junction points and they're all over the football field. You have to be able to win your individual battles and you're absolutely right. Uh, It all does work together. Offense. I mean, uh, uh, it all works together coverage uh, along with, with pressure. You know, there's no such thing. I tell the guys all the time. There's no such thing as a, as a covered sack. Um, You know, guys are supposed to be covering and while they're covering, we need to be coming over the hill to get after the quarterback, you know, so great pressure contributes to interceptions and great coverage contributes to sacks. So it all works together. We talk about it takes all 11 to be a great defense and, uh, when you talk about the likes of a Joey Bosa and Asante Sante and now, you know, uh, Chris Rumpf, you know, those are guys that can win those individual battles that we as coaches try to create and manufacture. So I think it's going to be an exciting defense uh, in the future for the, for the charters organization. And
0: hey coach last thing for you, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask this either. Cause I was looking at the the game last night between Duke and Northwestern in 2018 I think you guys won 21 to seven, but uh, another player that the Chargers drafted, Rashawn Slater, uh, you had the game plan against that guy in 2018. Uh, what was it like game planning against him then? And what are the Chargers getting in Rashawn Slater in 2021?
2: Well, I, I tell you what, um, it's, it's amazing to, to see the development of Chris and to see the development of Rashawn over the last couple of years and where they are. And uh, you know, I think both of those guys. Are going to be tremendous assets to the organization. Um, He's a big, strong, athletic kid that's capable of handling himself. And uh, you know, we talked about winning those one-on-one battles. Um, You know, you in order to be successful offensively, you have to be able to do the exact same thing. So, um, you know, you guys, you guys, I, I believe you guys had a great deal of success in terms of the type of people that you're bringing in. You're bringing in people who are going to be able to win those junction points that we talked about and that we mentioned earlier. So I'm excited to watch.
0: I bet you are. We're excited to have Chris on the West Coast. Uh, Co-defensive coordinator Ben Albert of Duke, it's such a pleasure spending some time with you, and uh, we can't wait to hopefully see you at SoFi Stadium at some point. Why don't you take it a game in person after uh, Duke season or if you have a bye week? We'd love to have you.
2: I, I would love to come out to, to sunny. Los Angeles and see uh, you guys compete live. It would be a great pleasure.
0: All right, coach. Thanks so much for the time. Thank you. Take care. And that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Ben Albert and Duke Manuweather for joining me. And of course, thanks to you all for listening. Be sure to download and subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network, wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great weekend. And until next time, I'm Chris Havery.